Mike check, Mike check. What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast, also known as the Thou Wow Pow Wow. Now, y'all know how it go, man. It's your boy, Comedian CP. You know how we do, man. We, we keep it completely honest on here. Um, we say shit that's probably going to get me in trouble um, a lot. And uh, as shit is starting to go, that's starting to be the trend of my career. Now, over here giggling like a motherfucker. <laughs> Is uh, none other. Y'all have seen me do videos with this dude, man. You done probably caught his stand up, caught him on Def Jam. I'm trying to make some noise right now for Clayton Thomas, Team CT. Hey, yeah, give me that phone. Got the little, got the little audience here, man. Yeah, man. They are digital. <laughs> they are digital. Thank you guys very much. Um, Brother, man, you know, welcome to welcome to the Thaw Wow Pow Wow. I love, first of all, I love the name, man. Thaw Wow Pow Wow is yeah, definitely man. dope as hell. I we like keep that. Keep it a Thaw Wow on here. You keep know? it a Thaw Wow. Um, keep it a buck Thaw. You know, a lot of shit going on. A lot of stuff going on. I got a lot to talk to you about. Let's do it. Specifically, because I feel like, you know, people have seen us work together. Yeah. And um, Wait, before you even jump into that, I want to address what you just said about uh, a lot of things that, that seems to be the theme of your career, things that are getting you in trouble. Oh, shit. Interestingly enough, man, you're such a, a poetic brother and such a well-spoken dude, but you think so fast that I think even in your thinking fast, you don't realize that somebody will take it the wrong way because your intentions aren't for them to take Man, it the wrong well, way. Man, well, let's jump right into it. Because I, you you know, I, I, I recently did an interview mm-hmm. um, for Comedy Hype, right? Mind you, on this day, first of all, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and I'm losing my voice. Mm. Number one. Number two, what's crazy about me is that I hate staying in hotels. Mm. I just, you know, it's like, man, you know, like my crib is bigger than a hotel. And it's like, <laughs> bottom line is, I, I like being at the crib. And yeah. so when I go out of town to these places, man, I'm already pissed because, like, number one, my wife makes me breakfast every fucking day. Oh, you can't beat that. You know that. what I'm saying? And it's like, so if, if you don't get up at 6 a.m. between 6 and 10, six, bro. Uh, when I've been playing Fortnite and Madden and 2K all night because I have no wife and kids there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that day I miss breakfast. Um, you know, I smoke weed. The weed in Atlanta is not up to par. I live in L.A. I'm not trying to talk any shit, but I'm telling you right now, come out here and see what's happening because life is better. Oh, shawty, you got to go to the right spot, though, shawty. No, fuck all of that. Here's here's, here's what they say. Mm -hmm. You got to go to the right spot, shawty, and get you some weed come from Cali. No, nigga, I live in Cali. (laughs) So I'm going the fuck home, you know. So, you know, I didn't get my kind of weed that day that I like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get to this interview. And, you know, shout out to John from Comedy Hype. That's my guy. Great guy. Um, great. Man, what great dude, number one. Number two, I love what he's doing with his content. Yeah. It feels like a comedic Vlad TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I like that. You know, I, I, I rock with that. I think that's dope. Um, but he's asking me questions that for somebody whose blood sugar is low, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, my damn, uh, what would you call it? My, my, my dopamine is low. Oh, the dopamine. You know, and, and so he's asking me questions, and I don't have time to be politically correct. Ah. I'm sitting there, and I'm pissed off, and I'm like, man, you know what? Let me tell you a goddamn story. <laughs> let me tell you a story about the day Terrence Howard yielded me on set. Now, let me say this, too. Number one, I will admit, and I'll be the first to admit, that as this being my first acting job, mm-hmm. you know, I want it to be funny because that's what I feel like I bring yeah. to the world, right? You get these dramatic jobs as a comedian because, well, a small piece of our job is to act. Right. You know what I'm saying? But 
that don't mean that, you know, that's like, for me, that's like hiring a prostitute and, and be like, all right, well, listen, I don't need to suck no dick today. I need you to make some omelets. You know what I'm saying? And she like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I, I make a mean omelet, but I don't have, I'm here to suck a couple of eggs. I can't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, for me, it was like, I'm here to be funny, yeah. Um, you know, just to, just to, just to be clear too, to be completely transparent, mm-hmm. this was 2014 going into 15. At this Man, time, was it that long ago? Wow. at that time, uh, Lee Daniels was doing um, Richard Pryor. They, they were going to be start doing the Richard Pryor story. Yeah, which still and, came out. Right, but I was, I wanted my dream was to play a young Eddie Murphy. I had a gap, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, you know. And so I felt like here this guy is who could change my life. Yeah, he's right there on the other side of the camera. Yeah. Um, and if I could make this nigga laugh, mm-hmm. I made Taraji laugh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, um, Fetty Wap came on. I said, this nigga sound like he yawning when he rapped. Yeah. <laughs> she died. And I felt great, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things where I can admit now uh-huh. that I shouldn't have been joking around on set because this is what they do to be serious. Um, I didn't need the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people who be like, why would you? That's what you get. Like, you know, the reason why I left, I didn't need the money. Do you understand what kind of money we make as comedians mm-hmm. and content creators? And it's like, you know, I don't, I, I'm trying to get into, you know, people had ex- explained to me acting is a great job. And yeah. I said, you, you lucky to have that job. And you fall into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, people at the church is praying. Now, uh, CP is on Empire. This will be a blessing. You know, yeah. but for me, it's like, fam, I'm there and I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all this serious shit going on. And Terrence got to punch his son. And, and so it was weird. And it wasn't the time for me to be joking around. However, I threw a shot at Precious during the interview, mm. but I didn't say that on set. Yeah. On set, I'm just joking around. About, I'm funny about anything, mm-hmm. first of all. That's a fact. Let it be known, if I would have roasted Precious, I would be on CNN right now <laughs> for the shit that I would do because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a legit roaster. Yeah. I, would, you know, I wouldn't roast that woman. I wouldn't even roast Terrence just because I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm playing the game, but we're in between scenes and I'm talking to the extras and I was showing off a little bit, showing off being that I know that I'm funny and Mm -hmm. watch me make everybody laugh. Um, He might've been showing off like, oh, Snoop is here. You know, this is the number one show in the country. Let me clown. I get that. Um, And you know, and I can admit that I was wrong in that. Of course, the day of the interview, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. I haven't smoked. I haven't, you know, I, I, we had to go to the store and get some water. Nigga, I was parched. Um, <laughs> you know, he was sitting all up high. It was weird, but shout out to John. It was a great interview. Yeah. Um, very, very compelling. And I'm very honest and open about the things that I say, but I'm also honest enough to admit, like, wait a minute, y'all got me fucked up. That yeah. ain't what I meant. And that's that. But to your point, um, I think that being a comedian has granted me us. Yeah kind of like an amnesty of speech and I think that the problem is that we have a comedian in the White House yeah <laughs> and you know <laughs> niggas ain't trying to hear that shit <laughs> yeah. here's here's what it becomes man and I saw you post this uh yesterday as a matter of fact mm-hmm. where it came to as comedians if I can't say what you can't say then what's the point right and I got into stand-up comedy because I wanted to, unlike other comedians, my thing wasn't the politics, my thing wasn't talking about uh, violence or anything. I just wanted to tell my stories, Mm -hmm. you know, and just the stuff that made my friends laugh, I wanted to share that with the world. And it's a byproduct that you have the freedom to say what you want to say. Right. But nowadays, it is unfortunate that you cannot do that. You can't 
say things because we grew up in a generation where if you were getting bullied, your parents were like, well, you better learn how to fight. Well, you better take it because this is going to make you stronger. And they were absolutely right. Mm -hmm. However, the kids that their parents would write a letter and they would come to the school and they would want the kids to apologize to the other kid for getting bullied now runs the world. And they run the world in a sense that when you were when I was a chubby kid and somebody be like, oh, Clayton, chubby. I was like, oh, ma, they called me chubby. I guess you're going to stop eating so much then. Now, low, those low key, kids, mom would be like, he been eating the, the, all the damn cheeses yeah. all summer long. <laughs> and somebody that told is that, you know, somebody that told, right, right, right. But nowadays, those kids that were bullied about their weight or their hair or whatever now run the world, yep. and now they make it to where nobody can say that ever again to somebody. And they're not, they're not wrong, right? But they need to understand that as powerful people as they have become, yeah that a part of your ingredients involve the ridicule. Yeah. I think that, you know, like for example, you know, when I was a kid, man, um, I was a little dude, but you know, I used to have to fight a lot. Mm. Um, I was one. I wanted. I meant to ask you that. I'm like, I wonder, did you fight as a kid? I fought a lot because I had a big so ass mouth. Funny, bro. I had a big mouth, and people do not <laughs> want to take the jokes. And they're like, you know what? Let's get, let's get the fade in. Yeah, gotta and get they, the fade. You know, and, 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 and I, I got these little stream bean arms. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, yeah, let's get it. And so I remember, um, you know, I you know I get my ass beat and I go home and I make up a story. And my mom knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be like, man, this black guy came from black eyed peas. And then uh, you know, <laughs> she'd be like, okay, nigga. Told you I ain't want that. Right. You know, but um, but then if I want to fight, because the kids would pick on me because I was so smart too. Mm-hmm. I was like the smartest boy in the class. You know, it's always a smart boy, smart girl in every yeah. class. Um, the smart girl, I mean, she's just she has great parents, and you know, <laughs> the smart boy watches Mash at night. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like we just a different kind of yeah. thing. So uh, I got into this fight. This kid wanted to scrap me in the gym. He tried to sneak me. Um, tried to scoop me, but I was so skinny that I turned around in his arms. How about that? Oh, nigga, what? Thank you, mom, for, How about for, that? for, for the genetics. <laughs> and so, uh, so now I'm, I'm, I'm giving him, you know, back of the head shots. You know, he's, he's a kid. So, you know, he come up, eyes is watery, juicy. Mm. And when I saw that, I'm like, I made this nigga cry. He's bigger than me. <laughs> they, 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 they split it up. The, the teacher grabs him. I give him two. Bop, bop to the face because she grabbed him. Mm. In my mind, me and her jumped him. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> That's what Nigga, in my mind, because I, mean, I had to get my edge in, right? Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. Gave, gave him two. Bop, 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 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever. So, oh, whatever. So, um, they call uh, they call my mom. They call his mom. His mom is like, that's y'all probably until mm-hmm. 3 o'clock. My mom is like, oh, they're probably going to jump him at 3. Yeah. She came, scooped me up, took me to Dairy Queen, told me good ass win. Now, that's what's up. And it was cool. And, you know, the point I was trying to make was that, like, my mom understood that I had to go through it. Yeah. And so she let me go through it. And it's like, if you're going to have this big mom. I remember one of my favorite cousins, my favorite boy cousin mm-hmm. is uh, my cousin Antoine, right? He was little. I was skinny. He was chunky, mm-hmm. right? People don't understand that when you're skinny as a kid, people, what is he eating? Yeah. You know, he looked like one of them kids off the commercials. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, right? When you chubby, you know, it's like, what is he eating? Mm-hmm. He didn't like one of them. He ate one of them kids off the commercials. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, we were on both sides of the spectrum. We were on our way to the water park. Me and Twan had scrapped before, but he mm-hmm. was he was into the church. So I felt like he had the church hands. Oh yeah. I had the street hands. You know what I'm saying? Like so oh, yeah. I won a couple of times when we was little, but when he got older, we was about eleven and twelve. 
I'm thinking shit is sweet. This nigga mm. had he, he he had got a new stepbrother. His mom and auntie had got married again. Oh, he getting his trained. New, his new stepbrother was big as fuck. Yeah, man. And you know this this nigga name was Curtis. And Curtis, you know what I'm saying? Curtis, <laughs> Curtis just you know, cause I cause I went over to Twan's house. I'm like, what's up, bro? And he was just changed. Mm-hmm. He became one of them teenagers that like didn't care. Yep. You know you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I'm not allowed to do that. I tried no. to do that because Twan did it and, it and it looked sweet. Mm-hmm. And my granddad's like, oh, so you so so you so you so you don't care about nothing, huh? <laughs> we don't play that in this house. You better care. So I, I, I had to be like charismatic in yep. order to not get a whooping at the, at the house. Nigga, I had to be like, nigga, I was I was Nick Cannon wilding out at home. You hey, know what I'm saying? Happens. So anyway, um, I get in the car. We we on the way to the water park. I'm roasting this nigga. We in a van. All the cousins in the back of the van. Mm. We had a conversion van with the TV and shit. Ooh. Oh, nigga, that was hella know, sweet. I mean, you know, Papa. You know, Papa came through. Come on, Papa with the van. Pa- Listen, it was like our private jet. Off at the end of the day, we just drive up to Mississippi. Anyway. This nigga, this one I found out, like, okay, I'm little, and this nigga's big, mm-hmm. and he knows it too. Yeah. And I'm roasting this nigga, and I'm talking about I'm blazing him the whole way there <laughs> and back. Like, like he mad at me. Who business. else is laughing? Oh, nigga. All the cousins. Oh. All the step cousins. You know Come what I'm on. saying? So I had it going. He's my favorite cousin. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at this nigga like, I need you to understand that I need these jokes to get off on somebody. <laughs> and it's you, my brother. It's you today. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, this, I don't want to fight. Yeah. It, but, but, but today it got to be you. I don't. Man, when I tell you we got out the van when, mm-hmm. when we got back home, and I appreciate the nigga for letting me live at the water park. Yeah, he let me live at the water park. Yeah, you know, the water park had a, they had a little zoo with that bitch. Mm. Four bears, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> wasn't no bears in that bitch because I don't think they had the infrastructure. They had like some sweet ass parrots and, and a couple like exotic squirrels. It was all right. <laughs> um, we got back to the crib, man, and that nigga got out the van, and you know. My dumb ass, I'm like, all right, brother, good game, man. <laughs> good game today. <laughs> he gave me one of them, are you kidding? Mm. You know and I'm like, oh, and he whipped my ass. And then, you know, my mama come out and his mama come out. And, mm. you know, and it's like, you know, I'm I'm looking at them like, y'all going to stop this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what you mean what I do? I'm like, fuck, I had to take this one. But that's when I learned. Like, all right, cool. I got my ass whooped. And I'm like, man, I still want to roast. I don't give a That's fuck. That's big. Did he ever give you a sign that, hey, I'm going to fuck you up after this war? No, nah, we scrapped one more time because I needed the rematch. Okay. And, and it was clear that he was superior. Mm, okay. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, well, then you got that boy. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got that boy. All right, boy. cool. We scrapped one. We, we was in Mississippi. Uh-huh. And we was in the hotel. Something happened, man. And that nigga just beat my ass again. I was like, oh, this nigga for real. Damn. I'm like, man, so Curtis taught you that one? Curtis is out here killing man, it for you. But, you know, that's my nigga, dog. It's yeah. like, uh, you know. Um, Can't nobody else whoop you in front of him. Oh, no, nigga. But you understand, he taught me a valuable lesson, but it was like, it's too late. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be roasting for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. And yeah. you, you have to whip my ass every day. Hey. But you're right. Those kids who became that didn't get the last part of the lesson. No. It's like watching a movie, but not watching it all the way through. Yeah. You know, so they didn't get the whole lesson, and that's a great way to put it. For me, <clears throat> I was the kid that I had the big mouth. I was smart, but I knew that my jokes weren't going to fly for people. And no matter how funny I was, I was never funny enough to escape that ass whooping. But my problem was I didn't learn how to fight until I got my size, where I was like maybe 14 or 15 years old. So you talking 14 years of me taking them L's when somebody wanted to fight me. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I got the size, nobody wanted to fight me. But I also had other people who were fans of the jokes that right. would defend me. You know what I mean? Like, see, leave me alone. You yeah, know what I mean? See, that's how, you know, like, um, on my last episode I talked about, because I had my dad on there. Mm, and I dope. was saying how uh, he saw me about to get jumped one time. And one of my homeboys ran 
And then my dad wanted me to fight all the guys together. Oh. My dad, I don't want to fight all these dudes by myself. And yeah. You know, he like, I understand now that as a man, it's there is a victory in taking an L mm-hmm. like a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you a little boy, you like nigga, I get whoopings already, bro. So it's like I don't, I don't have time to be getting my ass whooped by some little boys. So my dad put me in karate school and the little nigga that ran. Wow. So I'm like, that's real shit. Now that I'm an adult and understand that you had to pay for another kids, mm-hmm. you know, but. And so I think the confidence for me came from karate, just understanding how to hit niggas and what it felt like to get hit. You have to get past that. Yeah. How, now, you how long did you stay in karate? Um, Craig, I stayed in there for a couple of years, but the, but the dope part about it was that the um, the karate teacher used to give me rides home mm. after class because, you know, my mom was, like, working late. Yeah. So um, he used to, hold on, I'm setting, I'm framing this up real quick. Come in here a little bit. Come in a little bit. All right, cool. Yeah, he used to. Um, I don't took a picture of us. Damn it! <laughs> so he used to um, let me stay after all the classes because I needed to mm-hmm. like get, get 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 a ride home with him. Yeah. And so I would be like in the black belt class, in the red belt class, in the green belt, purple belt class. And mm-hmm. so I just had all these forms, and you know, and I was like very advanced in it. Like can't beat that. Super duper like flexible with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was dope. Um, you want to start by getting your ass whooped. I, first of all, in front of my mama, fam. Oh, that stories that start off like that are like, nigga, I need to get you a Hennessy. Go ahead. Bro, so <clears throat> so in school, as you remember, whenever you the funny kid, you say some shit, everybody laugh, you forget about it, you trying to chase the next joke. Let me say something else. But you don't think about the kid that is still angry at that joke that you just hit. So I hit a cat with a joke. And here's here's also what I need to put out there, man. If your child is at a broken home, y'all don't financially have it, you know, they're wearing hand-me-downs or they're just not a happy kid, maybe the daddy left or whatever the case, check on your kids. Because this was a cat, this dude was always unhappy. And now looking back on it, at 10 years old, why is this little boy so unhappy? You understand? Right. And when we 10, we feel like we 16 or 20 or something like that. But mm-hmm. when you an adult and you see 10-year-old kids, he should never be this depressed. Anyway, we're on a bus going home, and all the kids are like, you know, it's that chatter like somebody about to fight. And, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, who about to fight? One of the cats is like, oh, you'll see. I'm like, oh, okay, this is about uh, to be crazy, right? I get off the bus stop. My bus stop, nobody see. gets off with me, okay? Usually. Uh, right. So today... Everybody gets off with me. I'm like, man, what's about to go down? I see my mom talking to my stepdad in a parking lot in front of the building. She's never home at this time because she works two jobs. You understand? Somebody to call her the job. Man. <laughs> it's finna be a scrap. <laughs> <laughs> so so I go towards my mom, and I'm starting to feel like, you know, this, like, spidey sense, like something about to go down, right? I get a sense that dude is mad at me. I look back. He's walking behind me. I'm like, all right, as soon as he sees me going to my mama, he's going to have some honor. And just stall me out. You understand? I'm walking towards my mama. In the back of my head, all I feel is bink, bink. And I'm like, what the fuck? He hit me in the back of my head twice. Oh, dude. I hope he's dead now. I'm completely unprepared because oh. at this time, I'm only 10. Was he, was he bigger than you? Who, who was bigger? I was bigger than him, Okay, bro. so he had to sneak you, but I mean, Snuck still. Me. So, uh, Tyrion, goddamn, hope you're dead. Tyrion? <laughs> I'm discombob- I'm discombobulated, bro. I'm sitting there looking at my mom, and I don't possess the skill to know how to fight yet. All I know is how to get somebody, uh, like, off the ground. Like, I know how to pick you up. But he's so small and quick, I don't think he's going to let me grab him. So he beats me. 
And I'm looking at my mom like, oh, all right, well, uh, let's go watch Sam and Max upstairs. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm ready for that. Yeah. And then she's like, no. Because at this point, you go into autopilot, and you don't want to hear anything else about <laughs> the fight today. It's done. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, let's go watch cartoons. She's like, no, you about to go to his house, and y'all going to fight again. And I'm like, again? Why do I have to fight this dude again? Oh, I then, my mother walks me to this boy's house. She knocks on a boy's door. His mom answers. I don't get a chance to hear the verbal. All I see is the mama shake her head, grab her son. Her son comes outside and proceeds to whoop my ass again in front of my mama. So he was chilling in there watching Malcolm and Jamal. Hella chilling, bro. So I come out of the fight of loss again, and I'm walking home with my mom. She's like, it's okay. You won. And I'm like, my mother loves me, bro. Oh, uh, that's better than talk my dad gave me. Fam. My dad like, nigga, this is my hood. You got me looking fucked up in my own hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. It was the worst, bro. So it's like that. Those kind of people. Yeah. Now my lesson was, okay, you know what? Learn who and who not to joke with. I agree. Have you ever seen your parents fight? Not even each other. Like, have oh, you like, seen your mom was oh, scrapping? Oh yeah, woman? you man, what? My mother, That's dope. Most things have not. I have. Oh, fam. Both my parents. I've seen them scraps. So I know how they get you down. You seen so. your mom and your dad fight? Nigga, hell yeah. What? My Nigga. mother. So my sister, my older sister, she's eight years older, but she's working at McDonald's. And uh, my mom and me go to pick her up after her shift. And it's a girl. My sister's maybe 17 at the time. Mm -hmm. And my mom got to be no younger than whatever 18 years after 17 is. Right? I'm not the man. <laughs> 35. So, so she's 35. Okay? Right. And, um, it's a good age to fuck somebody up, too. It's a great age, oh, bro. Because you, you know You're still you strong, but you hate your life a little bit. Man. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So go the ahead. girl is the manager of McDonald's, and uh, she's my sister's age, you know, about two years older. Mm -hmm. So she says to my mom, she ain't ready to be off yet. She ain't done X, Y, and Z. And my mom was like, uh, you, you're being a little rude, sweetheart. And she's like, oh, you need me to raise my voice, old lady? Right? I'm watching this. My mother says, I'm sorry, I'm a little older. You got to say that a little closer. The lady leans into my mom. My mom grabs her by the neck, snatches her over the counter, starts hitting her in the face. Yes. Oh, your mom Knocks is, her down on the ground. Oh, yes. The police, That's the kind of mama I got. The police come to get her, come to get the girl, and they were like, oh, well, uh, you shouldn't have disrespected this woman. Ma'am, you can take your daughter and leave. And I was shocked. I had never seen nothing like that nah, before. Every time my mom would fuck somebody up, she'd be in jail for two days. Wow. Then, nigga. Bro, I see my mama get down. First of all, I've seen my mom scrap more than my dad. That's even crazy. Because, because my mom is, my my dad has the anger of a bull, mm. right? My mom has the temper the size of a mosquito. Mm. You'd be like, what'd you say, bitch? And it's on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, wait, man, wait. What'd you say, bitch? Nigga, we were at what Disneyland. I'm sorry, we were at Disney World. Okay. Disneyland, my bad. I mean, burping my followers, but uh, <laughs> Disneyland, Disney World, one of the Disneys. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's dog as fuck that your parents took you to either Disney as a kid. Oh, nigga, it all was we annual. had was Cedar Point. It was annual. We had that too. Bell I had a my, my godfather was mega rich. Okay. Um, Word up. He was uh, he had an insurance agency mm. or an insurance firm that used to insure big time concerts and movie sets. Okay. So you understand how like. Um, like he used to do like a lot of Michael Jackson concerts. Mm. And so Michael Jackson had to have insurance for all the white bitches falling out. Facts. So that they couldn't sue Mike. So the policy was crazy. So my grandfather got really, really rich. I had like a Michael Jackson glove signed and everything what? when I was a kid. Went to the bad tour, third row. Yeah. I watched him pick a white kid. I was like, I was five years old. Like, my mom, like, what's wrong? Like, Mike don't like black kids. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, What? I was like, nothing. We can watch the concert. I was like, nothing. <laughs> we can continue. Yeah, but I, I see something. I see something a little bit. <laughs> I see something. You know, I, I, I ain't tripping on Mike. I get I it. But I clearly something. raised my motherfucking hand. Whatever. I ain't gonna, do he know who the fuck I am? 
<laughs> we are insuring this bitch, right? Whatever. Anyway, so oh my um, god, bro. I stayed in California a lot uh -huh. as, as a child. I came out here two weeks out of every year. Oh, that's big. The week before spring break and then spring break, and then I would go back to school, and all my teachers knew it. That's mm. what I would do. And so if we if he was had to be somewhere else, we would go there. Yeah. Um. So uh, this year we're in Disney, right now. You know, this this year I had been in Disney. I, mean, I had been in California for a week. Yeah. My mom was still at work, so she had to meet me out here. I'm out here with him. Mm -hmm. I have become California bougie in that week, right? <laughs> here she come with all her ghetto shit, right? I'm like, oh god, here we are. I, I need another sparkling water because this woman, right? So we're at. Um, I'm just annoyed at anything she do because I've been California living. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like you know I'm getting free shit because you know like my uncle's. I mean my uncle, my godfather's rich. So like he's like, well, you want a new toy? I'm like, nigga, yes. I don't usually get toys like this, but I'm not gonna tell you that. So we go. To, I have the Ninja Turtles that hadn't even came out in Michigan yet. The movie the, turtles. The movie turtles. Oh, they were rubbery. Yeah. Nigga, I had the movie Mike and oh, the movie Leo. Right. I'm jealous, bro. Nigga. So. First thing she did, she come in. You didn't buy him a movie. Uh, what is this? I'm like, ma, these are the movie ones. They got the face for the movie and everything. She like, you already got a Michelangelo and a Donatello. Embarrass me. I'm like, uh. why are you fucking hating? <laughs> what is going on? So I'm already annoyed, right? We get to the damn uh, to Disneyland. Uh -huh. My mom with the fucking mosquito temper. Mm -hmm. We're on the haunted elevator, right? Mm -hmm. A group of us are on the haunted elevator, right? Which is why I keep saying. Disney World because when I tell my kids to Disneyland now I don't see this ride but mm. then again this was fucking 80 years ago yeah so, it was know, a long time ago so we get there and they're like are you ready and the lights go off and then a lady touched my mom's shoulder mm. all I hear is <laughs> don't nobody touch me bitch and then I hear bah! right everybody's like oh my god oh my god wow they turn the lights on it's the lady who's working the elevator no. the person my mom has slapped the shit out of her. Mm. Everybody got to get off the ride. There's a little report. If you don't know this, nigga, Disneyland and Disney World has a back office. Mm. You ever seen Baby's Kids where they go downstairs? And nigga, <laughs> we was in the back office. Understand, I'm talking about, I'm looking at her like, let me tell you something right now, mm. woman. If Mickey Mouse or any of these niggas don't fuck with me because of what you've done. Remember how Hakeem uh, in uh, Coming to America uh, got pissed at his dad because he thought he fucked everything up with Lisa. Oh, yeah. He's like, I would never forgive you. I would never forgive Nigga, you. Nigga, I told my mom, like, look at here. Let me tell you something right now. You understand me? I'm looking up nursing homes. Google didn't even invent it yet. Facts. I'm finding nursing homes now. You understand? <laughs> like, don't you ever. This is my establishment. Because you know, when you're a kid, Disney is my shit. Disney is, yeah. This is my Just shit. Just like you McDonald's. Man, uh, you know, but that's, man, my mom is, she's she one of my best friends, but. As a kid, man, I was like, I could not believe it. Mm -hmm. But I've seen her scrap a lot. I've seen my dad scrap a lot. So I knew that it was a standard of scrapping that mm -hmm. I had to meet. So automatically, I felt like, man, I can't scrap as good as them. And you're the only child? Only child. I had no brothers. Wow. Nobody to help me through, you know, don't worry about it. Mom and dad just tripping out. Wasn't none of that, nigga. Man. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, and then they wasn't together. Mm. So it wasn't, I, I didn't even have no pops in the house. Be like, leave that boy alone. Like, yeah. my mom wanted to be like, uh, I'm on some bullshit today. That's what the <laughs> fuck it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, Same here. Nigga. Wow. So, yeah, bro. So, um, you know, but it's like, man, you just, you look at life and, I, and my mom and dad were so cool. Yeah. You know, they were some cool motherfuckers, you mm -hmm. know. And um, they were, like, popular, you know what I'm saying, like, to be finding each other and with each other. They were, yeah. like, you know, my dad went to Redford, my mom went to Mumford. Mm. So 
coolness in my opinion and from my experience it skips a generation hmm. i think because by them being so cool i had to be super responsible to take care of them and look after them and uh. you know like when i got my permit you know my dad was like, hell yeah. And then we went downtown and he got drunk as fuck. And he laid his seat back and like, mm. nigga, I'm in the car, so drive. Mm -hmm. And nigga, I was driving around the city, nigga, and his seat back was 15 looking seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, bitches like, look at that little boy driving, look at that little boy driving. And I was hyped as fuck. And, um, but you know, like that's just so, I couldn't afford to be as cool as them because I had to, I felt like I had to look out for them. When did it kick in for you the not Chris Powell, because that seems very Chris-ish. Chris mm -hmm. When did CP become the And I asked that because for me, stand-up wise, right. <clears throat> I was always Clayton Thomas, but Clayton Thomas was the kid that was the president of all of his groups in high school. Mm -hmm. Same you know, here. Uh, the students sent it. Broadcast teachers love me. Teachers, you principal could, get out could of never stay mad at me. I get sent to her office. He's like, "What did you do? What did you do? Exactly." And and you're the guy that when they have special events at the school, they want you to go show and the people speak. around. Yep. You know and what just, I mean? They like my vernacular. They like the fact that you know. I didn't look like I was overly trying. Right. Like some of the ghetto kids who yeah. try to talk proper, then they sound like uh, one of the bitches at T-Mobile. Yeah. Be like, thank you for calling this very much. Uh, thank you for calling. Let me see about your account for a second. I'm finna look. Like this. I caught you with the finna. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't what you say, you are. So for me, it, it became, once I started doing, I was also raised in a single parent household. My father was around, obviously, but we didn't live in the same house. Right. And uh, I was, my mother always spoke for me. So I was a very well-kept kid. I was always wearing three-piece suits and sweaters. <laughs> three-piece so, suits is hilarious. Man, to me. she dressed me like I was a teacher, bro. So right. it was like, you know, pencil thin mustache by the time your mustache grow in. So what ended up happening I ain't getting a mustache until I moved out the house. Go ahead. <laughs> what ended up I ain't getting a mustache. So I was like, nigga, maybe I had to get away from her ass to get my fucking grow on. It... It became a situation where I grew up and I started doing stand-up comedy my senior year of high school, really took it serious a year after. So I'm 18 in college, freshman, I'm doing comedy. And now my voice can finally be heard outside of my mom's to where I'm not sheltered. Mm -hmm. And I just took on what I always was. I'm like, I've always been this cool cat. I've always loved being around beautiful women. Right. I know women love confidence, and I was just this confident kid away from my mom. Yeah. So I took on the, you know, in Detroit, everybody got the stage name when you starting. Mine was Kelly Cash. I remember that. So I started as Kelly Cash just because I knew that it was going to take me a Kelly while. Where did Kelly come from? I've always wanted to ask you that. Oh, I'll tell you. So. Jamie Foxx, obviously, I was a huge fan of Jamie Foxx. Mm, so you remember that story? I about, remember the story yeah. where he was talking about, yeah, you know, girls were getting on stage, and I was like, all right, let me pick a name: Kelly, Stacy. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna pick Jamie, and I was like, yo, Kelly would be dope for yeah. a dude. I'm coming in yeah. with the fly, with the sauce and shit. Yeah. And That's I was hard. like, I was really heavily. I was working at Hollywood Video with my best friend. Right before That's I started doing comedy, job. it was the best, bro. You working at Hollywood Video? And you such a movie buff now yes. that I would I would love to come in and be like, "What do you think about this?" You just know, like, yeah, hey, okay, right. So I make sense. Go ahead. Go so ahead, I'm ahead. working Hollywood Video. My best friend. I'm making money. Girls coming in. You getting girls? You ain't got no responsibilities. This is the greatest job ever. Mm -hmm. um, two. There were two managers. One was his uncle who got me the job, and it was his boss. Her name was Carmen. Carmen hated me, bro. Like since before I started working there. And what his uncle would do is he'd be like, "Yo." Uh, I'll let y'all, we get to rent one movie per night, but he would be like, yo, 
I'll let you rent as many as you want, but just bring them right back. And I was like, cool. That's so I would rent man. three. You know what I mean? So I came in one day and I brought all three movies back. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm whistling and shit. I'm having a good day. Carmen is there. Right. And she's like, um, what are you doing with three movies? I'm like, oh, I, I rent them out from different nights and I'm just bringing them back. Huh. You know you're not supposed to have more than one. I'm like, yeah, but here they are. And she was like, yeah, you still it. I'm like, I'm not. If I was stealing, why would I bring them back? What? And she was like, I'm sorry, I got to talk to my area manager about you because we can't let stuff like this happen. And I'm like, Carmen, this is oh, me. Oh my right? God. Fast people forward. like that. Oh, Carmen, where are but you at these, right now? These I are hope people. You have these are the people that run the world now to go right back to the original board. Yep. So what ends up happening, I get fired. I'm devastated. All Everybody who worked there loved me. So I said, you know what? If I got fired for stealing, now I'm going to steal. Mm-hmm. So I came back in there. I got all the new releases, like open water and shit like that. And I was selling them at my college for like 10, 20 bucks. So you was like dubbing them? No, no, no. I literally took a lot of movies. <laughs> I had the girl uh, who was working there. She shut the camera off so yeah. I could like get the stuff. And then I start selling because I was so mad that she took away my dream job. And shortly after that, I'm like, man, I have no job. I'm in college. I don't really want to be here. What do I really want to do? And it was like, I always wanted to do stand up, but I was scared. So doing stand up, I knew it would take me a while before I got funny. So I had to come up with the stage name so nobody from high school would ever hear my name and be like, gotcha. oh, that dude trash. So yeah. I started being Kelly Cash, and it was an extension of who I was, which was this confident, popular dude that was, you know, very shy as Clayton Thomas because he was always under his mom. And um, it just started working out, man. So from that point, it just – after I stopped the name Kelly Cash is when I did that Laugh-A-Palooza, Jamie Foxx in 06, mm-hmm. which is what really started my career, meeting a lot of other comedians my age. Because in Detroit – I was the youngest cat. Like there was, it was me and everybody else was old. It was like, it was me. Then you got people who are starting with 10 years older than me. You got Blackberry, you got Mm Kool-Aid, you got Mailman, Martez, Horse. Like everybody was in their late thirties, early forties. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, there's nobody my age. So I was like, I met all the cats that I needed to that were around the country doing it that looked like me. And I just was like, okay, I know what I need to do. I need to move to LA. Mm -hmm. So it was like two years after being in Detroit, I moved to L.A., but that's where I honed my comfortability. So for you, as Chris Powell, when did CP emerge? Okay, so that's a great, excellent question. So uh, when I was in college, um, I was Chris Powell, mm. right? Um, you know, I had my had my little trust fund. I think I had like oh, you had a trust fund? Yeah, because the uncle was rich. The uncle was you well, well, killing because because my godfather set up a trust fund for me when I was born. Can't beat that. Two thousand and one. Um, when I started college, um, 9-11 happens. Mm. All my money is in a money market account. The market is crashing. Mm. So it went from like a couple hundred grand to like just over a hundred grand. Damn. And, and we had to move quick and get it out. Yeah. So uh, only person who, who could get it out the way it was set up was me when I was in college. Yeah. I'm in college when it happened. So my parents were like, uh, we need you to call and get that money out. I'm mm. like, all right, man, called and got it out. They told me, like, yeah, you're the sole proprietor of this money. You're the person who's responsible for it. Um, we could pay your tuition, or we could just send you a check, or however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm on scholarship right now. So, so I'm good in that area. So send me the check. Yeah. <laughs> they sent me a check, bro, and I was, you know, I was rich. Yeah. When everybody refund money ran out, I still had bread. Yeah. And so that became a way for me to buy this kind of popularity up, in, up at Michigan State. Mm. I was buying bitches in date auctions, but they're being too shy to take them on a date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, you know, I had nigga Cardi's and Valuras and all of this. So I was yeah. Chris Powell. And there was a stigma around Chris Powell that I loved, which yeah. was like, this nigga's paid bitches yep. like me. 
Now, I when it came time to pledge my fraternity, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. When I pledged my fraternity, um, they uh, it was more than one Chris on mm-hmm. the line, mm. and so the whole idea of pledging is to become one. Yeah. So it was like since there's so many Chris's, none of y'all can be a Chris. Y'all all have to come up with new names. Wow. So. It became, it was, okay, it's Christopher Powell, that's mm-hmm. me. It was Christopher Hood, my sons, and Christopher Gandhi, which is my other sons, mm-hmm. right? So then it became, mine went from Chris Powell to CP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Hoods went from Chris Hood, from Christopher Hood to Chris Hood to C Hood, mm. and then it became Gandhi. Mm. Gandhi so, is a standout name. Yeah, Gandhi's dope, yeah. right? That's my nigga. So shout out to Gandhy. All, all, Chris Hood, <laughs> all of my niggas, right? So... Uh, when I so online, you know, we, you got the big brothers. It would become like, who's who's the funniest one? Mm. And it's like, well, I guess I am. I'm the funniest one. Cool, make us laugh. If you make us laugh, then we'll let y'all chill out for a minute. Wow. Every time they did that, I would fucking kill their ass. Mm-hmm. And so it became like, CP, step out. TP, step out. Make us laugh. And then it became not anybody but CP. Ooh. So then I had to teach my niggas how to be funny. Ooh. So which made my whole line. I brought out this charisma in them mm-hmm. that, you know, and we all kind of rubbed up on each other. But what I gave all my LBs and my sands was this sense of humor, mm-hmm. like a timing of jokes. And they still got it to this day. We'd be on the group chat, be like, yeah. roasting me. I'd be like, <laughs> God damn. But um, so they were so trained to call me CP yeah. that when we crossed, it was 11 of us mm-hmm. through the campus. They're like, oh, who over there? Me, CP. So then you got girls doing it. Yep. So then now you got girls calling me CP. Then you got, you know, uh, who is this CP guy? Mm-hmm. And it's, so then it became, they got other schools. We, we travel. I'm CP, and, and my chapter name was Delta Pi, DP. So it's CP from DP. Mm. And I was the president. Mm. So it became like we would have events. I yep. would host the events. And then, you know, CP the host, hosted by CP. And so then, you know, CP was just always an alter ego because I was I was with my wife before I played. How about that? So she's like, "Who are you today, Chris Powell or CP?" <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it became like anything that I did out of the character that she knew me as. Yeah, was like, "Here go CP," mm. and she would tell me like, you know, and I started to begin to feel this kind of duality in myself, kind of like kind of like Joker almost. Yeah, and so um, that that kind of it it did something to me um where it created a person yeah that i didn't necessarily know clayton was shy he was very reserved he's the guy that to this day has a homebody yeah whereas kelly cash was the guy oh we going to the club let's go yeah. to the club yeah. oh let's go here let's go yeah. here see and chris powell was the super smart guy who was charmingly funny yeah cp was the evil villain type of funny nigga who's like fuck they feelings mm. fuck nigga fuck them let's get them yeah you know and and then it's like CP started making money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, comedian CP started, you know, and it was like less and less of the Chris Powell. And so, you know, when, I, when I'm when i on video games and I'm, you know, at home with my kids, I feel like that's Chris Powell. But mm. when I step out into the world, it's like my walk changes. My sunglasses got to yeah. be on. Like, my mood changes. Like, my feeling of control over my environment yep. changes. Like, you know. It becomes like all these bitches is looking at me because yep. I'm worth being looked at. Versus Chris Powell was like, I ain't even brush my hair today. Let me get the fuck out of them, <laughs> out of the DMV, so I can play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So that's where that began. And so as I began to start needing CP mm-hmm. for, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I look in the mirror like, all right, CP, I need you yeah. to do this audition. I need you to, 
you know, it, it began to be automatic. I remember praying, like, before I go on stage, like, Lord, please let me be CP. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know, at TV lines, I'm about to run on stage. I'm mm -hmm. like, God, don't let me be, because I can get lost in my thoughts and get com and get compassionate for people. And That's Chris. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so it started to be like, all right, I need CP to take yeah. over. And then it, that's when it began, you know, and I've watched myself on TV and be like, damn, I got to stop being Chris right there. Mm. Like I remember on Roast Me, it was on um, season four. I got sent, sent to detention one time mm -hmm. and it was because niggas was roasting Brody so hard <laughs> and they was just going at his acne without being creative. Right, about right, it. right. I always, I love Rose. Brody's my frat brother, first of all. He, he's mm. a noob cat cop up a side as well. But I told, you know, I told Brody, it like he got shot with an acne Uzi. Or I said he like he was in the, I did like a news report. Like, in other news, an acne bomb went off on the subway this morning. There was one victim. Witnesses say, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do shit like that, right? Yeah. Where even if you're mad, you're going to laugh. Because I found a way to get through getting my ass whooped by yep. my cousin. I found a way to make light of it. Fact. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I need it to be, it's going to be funny, but I need to make light of it. Yeah. Right? So um, when I saw them roasting him so hard, I started to feel sorry for him. And that showed the chink in the armor. Yep. That's and then crazy. it became like, YCP not saying nothing. Yep. And it's like, man, I just, I don't, I don't feel comfortable roasting this man like mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. Not how y'all doing it. Right. And because um, it's coming from a place of malice, and they're just trying to pile on. Exactly, to it. and yeah. they trying to go at him versus like, dude, let's be creative and let's make something that he, he could be like, oh, y'all got me, but right. that's hilarious. And I didn't feel that, and I stalled, and I got sent. I had a perfect record from two seasons, never getting sent to detention, mm -hmm. and I got sent that day because um, I just I couldn't do it no more. Interesting that you say that because. Like I said, when I hit that Laugh-A-Palooza and I met everybody around, I knew that going into that, I could not go into that with a stage name of Kelly Cash. Right. I said, now I feel confident and funny enough that now I'm Clayton Thomas. And Clayton Thomas, shortly after moving to L.A., became C.T. Mm -hmm. Ron G. was the first person to call me. He was like, yo, what's up, C.T.? And I was like... Yo, I like that. And it gave me what I was missing by not going by Kelly Cash. Yeah. Because the vulnerability. So now it yep, becomes. CP. And, and, and it sounds like CT too, but mm -hmm. it's like a very strong. Um, C is like a passive constant. I hate when people call me C. Right. But I'm saying like C is like a, it's it's a very under the radar. Yeah. Type of consonant, when you put it next to a hard, it um, feels solid. Yeah, something yeah. like a hard consonant, like C T, C Z, yeah. C G. You know, it's like yeah. I'm C P. It's like yeah, it, it and you know T the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like I got a homie named T G. Mm. But it's that you know, and when you look up like the phonetics of names and yeah. how what calling yourself makes you more powerful. Yeah, man. Like that that sound mm -hmm. is is something there. It changes everything. It, mm -hmm. it became for me. Okay, this is an outlet. Like when I walk into a comedy club, that's CT. It's yeah. not Clayton Thomas anymore. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all something funny y'all might not know. Is uh so back in the day when I first got out to Hollywood, I you know, I was staying at CT's crib on this couch crashing, which I appreciate. Um, I appreciate also the first show that I ever saw. I'll tell this story all the time to the day I die. I saw the cartoon to FX and we attached P. Diddy to it. Um it was about Brightmore, it's about Detroit. Uh it didn't work out with FX, but that's okay because I learned the game. But uh I was like I had to be there in 25 minutes, and I didn't understand LA at the time. And Clay like, nigga, 25 minutes, but the, the, it's four miles away. I'm like, right, nigga, 25 minutes. No, no, four miles is like 85 minutes. What you doing? <laughs> CT got in his truck, and we sped through the streets as if the police didn't exist. Oh yeah. He drove like 
Grand Theft Auto. Facts. To get me, I'm talking about, and you hit your mirror on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit his mirror on like a truck, and, and, and this nigga, and I'm like, oh shit, we, we about to scrap. And CT was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the nigga saw CT, <laughs> and, and he looked at me like, oh, it's all right. You got your son with you today, but you know what I'm saying? So, and I sold the show. Everything was bygones, bygones. In return, I taught CT how to twist his hair. This oh, nigga facts. has fucking dreadlocks yeah. now. I'm still sponging on the low, but this nigga is fucking, you know, so whatever. Um, You know what's funny? Well, one, because I never, it never dawned on me to cut it and keep it at a certain length. Yeah. Like, I just kept going. This is the longest my hair has ever been, but... Uh, that day, my whole mind process with everybody that comes to LA that I embrace or that I get a chance to meet, my thought process is do for them what you wish people did for you. Facts. You know what I mean? So it's Facts. like my thing is I hate riding with people, like even if you get in an Uber or a Lyft, because they don't go the speed that you would if yeah. you're in a hurry. Yep. So if uh, I'm in a hurry, like let's go. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like anything short of harming anybody is okay. Yeah. Don't hit nobody, but right. like go as fast Please. as you can. Please go. Cause y'all, like, and you did that. You know right? and I was like, God damn, I appreciate the shit. I hope we don't die, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but let me ask you a question. Man, yeah. You know, like uh, that CP question was dope, and I appreciate that. That was excellent. Um, so we do a lot of content together. Yeah. You know, um, if y'all don't know, y'all need to look up Team Clayton Thomas on YouTube, or just Clayton Thomas on YouTube. Um, look up comedian CP on YouTube too, because you'll see him on my videos, and you can you know he has information in my uh, info on my videos, which you know you can go to his page. But um, we do a lot of YouTube content, and people, um, you know, you you have your wife in the videos, yeah. right? And it's like you and his wife's name's Tangerine. Shout out to Tangerine Thomas. Um, it's a very, very cool thing mm -hmm. that you guys have. Now, mind you, CT, what I like about working with you is you, you like a super director. Oh, like, you eat with this nigga CT. <laughs> I just don't want to fuck up. I just seen niggas fuck up. And CT be like, hold my motherfucking pistol real quick. This motherfucker <laughs> lost his goddamn mind. And it's like, and, and you know, and it's like, but then you see the content, you understand why the nigga needs it to be in this form. Mm -hmm. He needs it because it's like, bro, this shit is, is, is very dope ass, uh, content. Um, thank you. And you know, so, but it's like, what is it like? Um, you've been married in Hollywood for a long time. Mm -hmm. Your wife is in the business. Yeah. You all seem to cohabitate that space very well. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? You know, interestingly enough, man, Tangerine was, first of all, we've been married for five years this past May. We've been together almost 10 years. I remember. So what ends up happening is when I look back at when she and I were just friends, she was one of the first, like, people in the game, like, because she's a working actress. And I would see her when I first got to town. I'm on the bus sweaty because I didn't just, you know, caught the bus to three, four spots and I tried to switch shirts so now I'm performing, so you know, whatever. And she was one of the first people to be like, yo, you're really funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, thank you. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not just saying it like, oh, good set. Like, you're really creative and funny. And I was like, thank you. And what that did was let me know that I was on the right track of people understanding my sense of humor. Cause I wasn't the, yeah, and then you go to the bathroom and then you sitting there and in the toilet paper, like I'm not that guy. Right. Like my, my comedic style and everything that I try and do is different, which is why Somebody who see me doing sketches, you know, content is content. Whether somebody enjoys your sense of humor in a sketch is one thing, but because it's subjective. Right. But nobody 
And I literally mean nobody can say that I'm not hilarious when I hit that stage Thanks. because I've I've honed that crap. Mm -hmm. When you look at a sketch, you're looking at the difference between a TV show or a movie that you may or may not like, depending mm -hmm. on your personal flavor. Because there's really nothing new under the sun, and right. formats are formats, and we yeah. all, you know, there's the uh, you know multicam sitcoms are yeah. a format. Yeah, you know, but a comedy, um, uh, a comedic kind of like drama right. single cam is different, Completely. whole different format. Right, Modern right. Family can't even be compared to Seinfeld because there are two different formats mm -hmm. and there are two different styles of comedy. Yep. But um, what ended up happening for Tanja and I was outside of our friendship, she got my humor, I got her. She was doing a web series called The Celebrate Nympho Chronicles. And I was like, yo, this is so dope because you don't see a lot of, especially at that time, especially at that time, a lot of women of color specifically doing their own content saying, I'm not going to wait for Hollywood to say, give it to me. I'm going to put my own money up and do it myself. Facts. So. Uh, it naturally became a progression that everything that I do, she's a part of. And yeah. I have to, like, aside from her being my wife, I owe her a large chunk of my career. Like, the TV show that we're both on, I wouldn't have been able to meet Bentley Kyle Evans if it wasn't for her in the way that I met him. Right. And being, you know, the introduction is everything. Yeah. If I meet you as... Man, say it. You know, I know what I'm saying? I, I, I know what you're about to say. Well, put it like this. I always tell all my homies, right? Yeah. Who, like, uh, man, you know, I'm trying to date it. Like, listen, man. You're gonna have a lot more success meeting a girl at like a cookout where her whole family yeah, is there and man. you got brought by your homeboy who know her cousin and yep. because it builds a triad and a triad is somebody introducing you to somebody who you wanna meet and these two people trust each other yes. enough to 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 give you a second look of okay, wait, now who are you and what yep. is this? And so that is so important when trying to especially in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I would say. I mean told that thought. No. Trying to network in Hollywood, yeah. Going to a networking event, mm -hmm. take a person that is more versed in that world than you. Yeah. Like I remember when I first came to Hollywood, you took me to the Improv, right? Mm. At the Improv, we met like uh, King Karan and uh, his man. man. Remember that Good long memory. time ago? Yeah. yeah. Um, Rodney Perry was there. It was just like you know, and whether these people remember me or not. It was like, you know, hey, CT, what's going on? Yo, what's up? How you doing? This is my boy, CP. Yeah. CP, this is so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember every interaction because, you know, this shit is so important to me that I, all these interactions are, you know, I remember when I first went to ADD mm -hmm. and saw uh, Tony Rock do his thing, and I saw Naeem, and I was like, mm -hmm. I, I went up to him after, like, yo, I'm a comedian, just want to let you know. I like what you did up there, and they was like, all right. And I'm like, all right, well, you'll see me again. Yeah, you will see me. You will, you, you will damn sure see me. And I yeah. remember... Um, you know, them telling me after it was over, like, yo, man, you fucking killed. What's mm -hmm. your name again? Okay, cool. And it was like, I understood what the respect thing was about. So I, I definitely understand getting introduced to somebody like yeah. that. And Tangerine knows a lot of people, so that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. And it was for her, they uh, they love and respect her as an actress. Like, she's not the girl that, you know, in Hollywood, there are a lot of people. I want to just say women. There are a lot of people that you be like, oh, yeah, uh, call baby girl over. You know, I know she's going to bring the girls. We're going to go ahead and get down. Like, she's never been that girl. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can't count her bodies on anybody, which I loved. And, like, even through her, Bentley Kyle Evans, I wouldn't have the relationship I have with Martin Lawrence and the Lawrence family without her because mm -hmm. it's all about introduction. Right. With me, when it comes to trying to introduce somebody, especially through the comedy scene or wherever I go, I know that I've built up a level of fellow collegiate respect from these people. And I know that I'm not, it's like, it's a difference between, let's say me and you both open micers mm -hmm. and we both go up, hey, hey, uh, such and such, me CV. 
hey man, both y'all get the fuck out of here because exactly. you ain't even going on stage. Yep. But yep. but to go from oh man, what's up, Clay Tom? Oh, CT, how you doing, man? Hey man, this brother is hilarious. You gotta fuck with him. Oh man, if you saying something, yep. that, that's what it should be with everybody introducing. So with Tange, I was able to get that with Bentley. I was able to get that with Martin and uh, countless other people in the business to where. Outside of her being my wife, she's my best friend. Like we laugh about stuff. I hate her like I love, like I hate everybody else, and I love her like everybody. So, right. um, with her, when I start doing the content, I'm like, "Yo, we got to do this." And our sense of humor isn't that of a typical relationship. Like the stuff that I joke about, I joke about cheating. I joke about the sex stuff. I have way too many beautiful women around me for an insecure woman to be in my life. And that is what she's not. She's such a secure woman. She's the girl that she'll see a chick with a big butt and she'll literally try and smack the girl's butt in the video, make a video about the girl's butt, and we go back to filming. I've been there. You know she, what I mean? She smacked this girl ass one time and I was like, <laughs> how did you know? How did you know? She gave her shit like one of them jiggles. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, Tangerine. Facts. Goddamn, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was like, all right, Tangerine, like, I got it. I need five <laughs> minutes real quick to fucking go calm myself down. Because that shit, you know. But, um, but it, do you think. Pros and cons having a wife in the industry. Okay, uh, pros and cons. The cons, everybody groups you together, and meaning uh, a lot of times we'll get asked to do interviews, and they'll be like, yeah, we want to interview both of y'all. And we'll be like, yo, we'll do it, but separately. Mm -hmm. And then we could do something down the line where we're together, but we're not we're not David and Tamla Mann. We're not uh, what Dwayne Martin and Tisha Campbell Martin were. We're not... Mm -hmm. um, any Hollywood, we're not Will and Jada. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we are Clayton and Tangerine. I don't even want you to know she's my wife and I'm her husband because I want you to respect us both of our own merits. Right. And then be like, oh, wow, you guys are doing this and you're together. That's a power team. Like, that's what I like. Because once you group both of us together, you're taking away from what makes us both dope separately. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that's a con, people grouping you guys together. Another con is... In a typical relationship, you would think jealousy would come about, like if somebody gets one thing and you don't get the other thing, but that's not how we are. Because mm -hmm. for me, anything she gets, I'm like, yo, that's super dope. And everything that I get, she's like, that's super dope. Right, because we both have. Yeah, yeah. Like if I make $100,000, I make a million dollars, that's going to the crib. She's benefiting mm -hmm. from this. Right. And if she's making a million dollars, oh, I'm chilling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's going to the same place. The pros, I have somebody who understands my voice. And somebody to bounce things off of and vice versa for her uh we help each other with our auditions we make sure that we give each other honest opinions we keep each other on track with our goals we call each other on our bullshit. um the only other con i can think of is us booking something that would keep us far away from the other but in the past couple of years i booked some um some projects that have taken me out of town and she's just come with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm about to start going on a tour and she's coming with me. Gotcha. So, because now she's doing stand up, and it's mm -hmm. like, who, who better to open for you than your lady. And it keeps you out of trouble with That's these hugs. Crazy. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But it's definitely fun being around her. And of course, just like any other couple, we get sick of each other. So like we'll be shooting and she'll be like, or maybe you should do this. And I'm like, Tanj. Yeah. I've seen, I'd be like, Oh my this God, is Tansh, my shit now. this nigga is, <laughs> but I mean, but that's, I think that's dope that you're in your mode. Yeah. I think that, um, cause you know, like my wife is not in the industry, mm -hmm. but what is pros and cons, right? Yeah. Pros being that 
you know, I get a chance to be Chris. Be Chris. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, and people always ask me, how do you put up with him? Oh, my God. I know you are laughing constantly. <laughs> and she'd be like, no, this nigga's mean as fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, but what it is is this, you know, like, there is such a absence of normalcy in my life yeah. that, you know, I really look to her to help me to be as normal as I can. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not an audition when I'm at home. It's not, yeah. you know, she don't care about if I make her laugh. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I do make her laugh, that's dope. But it's like, you know, it ain't like, uh, nigga, you're not funny today. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't, it's not that. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, the cons being like, sometimes it's hard for me to take criticism from her because mm. she's not Same. in it. So it'd be like, you know, she'd be like, you know what I don't like about that joke? And I'd be like, I don't really give a fuck because, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not fair for you to not like my joke. Let yeah. me do my thing. But it's like, she gives me the view from an audience perspective, an audience perspective yeah, which man. is important too. But, I don't, you know, it's like, yeah, babe, but you don't understand how much goes into me having to do it like mm -hmm. this. You know, it's pros and cons, but it's like, uh, because it's pros and cons and everything, mm -hmm. everything can be, can be broken down to pros and cons. Yeah. Theoretically, there are no pros and cons. If you understand that everything has pros and cons, until so there's one thing that's all the way pro up, mm -hmm. then or one thing that's all the way conned up, then everything is just balanced all the time. You know what I love? Like as I always say this to you, I say it on air right now. I am literally your biggest fan. Thank you. Like man. I admit, it's to a point where I'm like, yo, I love this guy. Like nobody makes me laugh like you make me laugh, and. I remember before your family came out to L.A., before you brought them all out, and I was like, man, I wonder what family life is like for this guy because he's so, like you're such a talented guy. And then to be able to see you move your family. First of all, people don't understand. To be able to move oh, your family, fuck just across the city, yeah. from across the country yeah, and bro. do it successfully and have an uprooting of their lives and everybody seamlessly go into a new life is such a blessing and I was literally just rooting you on like I because that's one thing that I had never seen out here I've seen so many people come and go yeah. I've seen people come out here and be like yeah you know shit I'm about to do this and then this is gonna happen you'd be like all right man hey good luck and then it doesn't happen mm -hmm. when you came out here there was something so different about you I'm like this brother is going to do everything that he said he's gonna do and you came out here and you brought your family. I literally, I wish you could have just saw me applaud. I'm like, dude, Bro, yes. you literally came and your family is now coming here too? You yeah. really for real? Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that, um, you know, I didn't, I never wanted them to take a hit mm. as far as comfort for what I had chosen my dreams. Right, 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 right. And so I remember, like, you know, a lot of people would be like, you know, even like my granddad would be like, you know, you, you need to get you a real job because mm. those new babies, they deserve. I'm like, yeah, but if you they knew, don't get it. if you knew what I knew about the pace, the possibility of what can happen, yeah, man, you would understand why I gotta kind of stay the course. You know, you gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And so, what it boiled down to was, um, you know, I had to I had to move things. Like, okay, so we had an apartment. Yeah. And uh, at this time, I was on Empire, and people across the hall from, we was in Southfields, the Franklin Hills apartments, mm. this ghetto, you know what I'm saying? It's right above the projects. It's just like, you know, it's the science projects, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, um, you know, I didn't feel secure with, with my babies being in there and mm. me being across the country and people knowing that I was on television in our complex. Yeah, people, man. People were like, yo, I saw you on Empire. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Like, yeah. goddamn. So then it was like, all right, cool. I need to move y'all in with your mama mm -hmm. while I go out here and get this money. And I remember everybody was like, what? And I'm like, man, please, I just got to trust me when I'm telling you, like, yeah. 
I'm having these conversations. People know me. They know what I'm about. They know what I'm doing. Trust me. My wife trusts me. It's all I needed. So, you know, we, 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 we do that. But then you got to think that the pressure is on when you have a job like we have and then you have your wife and your kids living with her parents and they looking like, what is this nigga really doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is that's pressure. And so I just remember always having that. I can never really have fun out here mm-hmm. until I got them. It was like, all right, cool. Like, oh, I'm having too much fun. I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, this is fun. You know, I'm, I'm at this, I'm, I'm at Jamie Foxx house. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. I'm at, you know, meeting famous people, you know, whatever. This is, I'm having too much fun and I'm going to lose focus about that my kids is not having this kind of fun. Mm. And so I remember like um, when I got World Star, um, they offered it to me and I turned it down because I was already producing a show on mm-hmm. MTV and I didn't, I had permission to do World Star from them, but I didn't want to feel like, you know, I didn't want them to feel like I, 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 I wanted to show some discipline. I was making a lot of money at the time, like yeah. $2,500 a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, that was a lot for me. I was saving up yeah. the coins to get them out here to get a place and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you got World Star. They're like, well, we, 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 we're offering uh, like, like, 50 grand a week. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, damn, that sound good, but yeah. I can't do it. Let me call you up. You know, just let me know. I'm sorry. And so then they call me back and they're like, listen, man, Q really likes you. He likes the idea that you have for the show, mm-hmm. how I want to push it forward, mm-hmm. how I want it to be more than ghetto videos. And yeah. I, I will, I will argue that to this day. I did it on Breakfast Club. I told them, like, nigga, fuck what y'all talking about. Like, World Star could be more than seeing somebody get stomped in the head, Facts. being already unconscious. And it's like, dog, we got to wake up. It's like, nigga, this could be America's Funniest Home Videos, not America's Most Fucked Up Home Videos. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, he liked that. And he liked the fact that I saw a pass. I'm like, I don't need your money, man. Like, I got my own money, bro. Yeah. These are my ideas. Uh, shout out to, like, Matt Richards was there. You mm. know, these are my boys. You know, you know, they're writers for the show, too. He like... Nah, fuck that. I need you. Uh, tell them that we're double the money. From 50 a week to 100 to a week? 100 a week. Ooh. So, um, caveat, ooh, ooh. because they did that, they condensed it down to one week of work with extra, like, so I would do, like, interviews for, like, Migos after my week of getting my 100 grand, mm. and then that would be more money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, we got to have you for this. We got to have you for Lil Dicky. We got to have you for um, Fetty Wap. We got to mm-hmm. have you for, uh, there's one more I did, uh... Oh, um, August Alcina. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Go to go. Got to go to their rooms, their hotel rooms, while yeah. they're in town. So, but everybody else came to the set. You know, uh, Two Chains and Big Shine and Snoop and uh, DJ Khaled. These people came to set. Yeah. So all that shit was done in that week. Mind you, somebody dropped that check on me. Bam! I immediately, or I had to find a place. Not only a, a just a place, but a nice place yeah. that is gonna make them feel like not only did we not lack in comfort, but we went ahead. We went ahead. And so um, I got this place. I started furnishing it. And, I, you know, World Star, they saw me struggling to buy furniture. And uh, ITV, Jessica Sebastian, I don't want to embarrass you. She's a very, very top wig mm-hmm. person over there, right? She had her team. Uh, we went to a furniture store, right? And I'm just walking around like, this is sweet as hell. I like this. <laughs> and so these motherfuckers wrote it down. They went back to the store. And they bought it, got the total. And said, "Cool, we don't want it. Give us a, a money uh, a, um, gift certificate for this exact amount, tax included." So they, when they wrapped, mm-hmm. I got this. This is a big ass place. This is a big ass place. Um, when they wrapped, they were like, uh, "CP, we have a gift for you." I'm thinking, like, "Oh man, they go buy me a Tesla because two chains <laughs> had a Tesla outside. You know, these niggas are rich. <laughs> you know, since my first TV show, yeah." Um, 
They gave me like a card, like a, like a thank you card. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, well, I get it. You know, say the money. Y'all they gave me 100 grand. I can't say the money. Man, I opened that fucking card, bro, and a thing fell out to um, Urban Home. Or what's it? Uh, Urban Living? Urban Living, some mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, a, like some swank shit. Open the shit. I'm like, what is this? And then they showed me the names of the furniture. I'm like, oh. Like, yeah, we heard you got a new place. So, mm-hmm. And so what that did, so they bought me that stuff. Then I ended up buying my kids' beds. And then I you know, I bought all the stuff that I needed. But they bought, like, my living stuff. It's mm-hmm. great stuff. Excellent people, man. Like, you know, rest in peace to Q. He changed my life mm-hmm. by understanding. He saw my talent and was like, I have to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, to me, that said a lot at a time where nobody had heard of me. Yeah. You know? And so um, I remember, you know, the money I had, I had to buy furniture. I went and bought toys and clothes, mm. like bags and bags and bags and bags of toys and bags of shoes for my wife. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know, like I'm talking about like $900 Chanel shoes and, you know, rings. I got, I, I, me and my wife was married. We had no diamond ring. I got a ring. was like four carrots or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like some Kobe shit. Yeah. You know, um, because I ain't gonna t- I'm going to be honest with you. Hundred grand a week at fifty-two weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, which, which is what how it was supposed to go. This is a four million dollar job. You know what I'm saying? He passed away. We lose our show. Yeah. He had a heart attack. You know, rest in peace to Q. You you gave me enough because at that point I started getting more and more deals and the deals came mm-hmm. and the money came and everything was fine for a minute. I panicked like, oh, I didn't bought this ring, nigga. You dead? You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, but you know that's you know I'm just keeping that keep keeping it a buck. Yeah. Um, wow. A thou wow. And so um, you know I brought them out here and uh, they didn't they didn't know you know and it was like February when when they came out and you know I had to get my daughter registered in school. Mm. I picked this area because the schools are all ranked ten. Oh yeah. So I didn't have to worry about private school, and um, you know they came out they was like in all you know like, i'm like this is our new place this is our stuff mm-hmm. and then i opened their closet it's all these toys mm-hmm. all these clothes my wife had all this stuff yeah and um i just i remember did she cry immediately your wife uh no mm. no she didn't she didn't cry immediately but I remember the kids went to bed finally. You know, they was scared. <laughs> I got a funny story about that. But they went to bed finally, and she just was like, man, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, I'm so proud of you. Mm. And it was like I was so happy that she wasn't in the business because I got a chance to see it through her eyes for, as somebody who wasn't necessarily – she didn't know about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and she had ran the course, and she had saw it come to fruition. And so it was like – you know, a black woman believing in her man, yep. shooting in the gym. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then it working out. And that was so important to me, you know, just because my mom never got married. And, you know, it was mm. like I needed to show this. I needed to do this for a woman because nobody had done it for my mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but funny thing is, you know how kids be. This is a, this is a pretty big place. And so, you know, me and my wife sleep on another level than mm. them. So they got, they, they got like their own floor. And so my baby, she was uh my baby girl, she was she's five now. She was like two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just remember we used to keep the this made us see how keeping the hall light on because I hear her little feet running, <laughs> <laughs> running, running. I'm like, what's going on with my door? She's like, ha, ha. 
it's a ghost. This house is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? There wasn't no ghost, man, but her little imagination. But she was two. Yeah. Talk about it's a ghost. This house is crazy. And uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, um, it's just, it's been a blessing, man, to, I've been out here without my family being out here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been out here with them being out here and, and you know, these mornings to wake up and, you know, just, you know, they get on my nerves, you mm-hmm. know, I'm trying to play Fortnite and they want to jump on, you know, I didn't got killed messing with them. And, yeah. you know, but it's just like, man, you just, you cannot replace it, no. man. Is There's no way, this is like, um, you know, it's, it is, it's probably the best thing that I've ever done was to, was to tell my daughters what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my daughter's black. They're from Detroit. <laughs> Every time I came home, I said, when are we going to California? Mm-hmm. When are we going? When are we going? And so to be able to do it. Yeah. And it just, it set a standard for my daughter that daddy does what he says he's yeah, going to do. Man of integrity. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that was, that was a very, 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 you know, big deal for me, man. I had a little video <laughs> Let them open all the toys and you know like christmas in february because you know the christmas before that they was broke as fuck hey man you know what i'm saying you know a couple toys and i did what i could but um you know it's just like man as a parent you know this shit means so much more yeah than just about money you know what i'm saying like you know i got kids watching me yeah you know and i told them what i was gonna do and then i had to go do it here's the interesting thing man another pro before i say this point for me, Tange was with me when I was on the bus. Mm-hmm. The first moment that I knew she could be the woman in my life was, I remember my I had a, a Honda Accord LX at the time. It was like I can't a even imagine you in no damn Honda because CT is an old WWF <laughs> pickup truck having ass nigga. So I can't even see you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's, I, had a, I had a little Honda and uh, I needed some antifreeze. And I hit her up. We were doing a radio show. Another job that she had gotten me, like this radio show that was paying. Because when we broke, we met on Foxhole Radio, Jamie Foxx's radio station. With uh, Speedy and, and them? Yeah. Okay, shout and out to we Speedy, man. we weren't making any bread. And, um, but it was just fun just to be a part of it. Yeah. And, you know, to this day. You, you have know, a ball hanging out with Speedy and them, though. They yeah. kind of motherfucking Janet Jack me be up Crazy. Yeah, you never know. So, right. which was an incredible. So you're 22 at the time? Yeah, I'm 22 at the time, just like living a great life, going to the Foxhole Radio. And uh, I needed some antifreeze. She got me another gig that was paying, uh, I think it was paying like two, it was paying at least $100 or $150 a week for us doing the show. And at the time, my rent was only $500. So this paid my rent, basically. God, damn, what, what, what and, you uh, saying? A refrigerator box? <laughs> <laughs> $500, I was renting a master bedroom. All right, we good. Okay, so you talking about you was on the bus. Yeah, I'm on the bus, man. And um, I asked her, like, yo, would you mind stopping to get some antifreeze for me? And she's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, cool, I'll give you the money back when I see you. She's like, great, it's like 18 bucks. I get there, and I mind you, at 22, 18 bucks to somebody who has no money seems like she could have said $75, mm-hmm. okay? I was like, all right, cool. And I pull out uh, my last $20, but she don't know that, and I don't present it like it's my last 20 and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I was like, you sure? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Like, she's a woman who's completely changed my life. I had never had, this is going to sound crazy because of where we are in the world, but I had never had a smoothie before I dated Tangerine. <laughs> I had never. Nigga, first of all, first of all, first of all, <laughs> to be a big nigga from the D, 
You think I can't believe that you never had no goddamn smoothie? Bro, I'm talking, you know, in Detroit, ain't nobody yeah, even, ain't nobody even big on vegetables or super health in Detroit. Yeah. And she taught me about all of that stuff. And she's, she's just amazing. But the reason I find so much joy to this day is, you know, we all have our ups and downs financially or whatever. But this past year has been one of the biggest for my career ever, like year and a half, two years. And just to be able to share that with her is amazing because she knew when I got here and I had nothing. Right. So it's like for her to see anything that happens in my career is just a huge blessing, but that's the pro. But to what your point is to see the man, Chris Powell interact with his daughters, the way that I just saw was so dope. Like, that's something that the world will never see yeah, they're because gonna. they're going to see CP. But, bro, you are a tremendous family man, dude. And that that should never go unnoticed, man. Yeah. That was beautiful, man. And what's crazy, man, is that, you know, um, my daughters want to be in a business. Man, they funny. Yeah. They are funny. And so, I'm, you know, it's like, man, you know, a part of me is like, well, yeah, I want them to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, they're going to get an honest. I think that one of them is extremely funny and one of them is extremely smart. And they're mm. both smart and they're both funny. Yeah. But it, they just have extremes. Yeah. And both. And it's like one of them I really want to steer down the acting path. And the other one I want to steer down the business side of acting path. Mm -hmm. I, I have my production company. I, I want one of them to take it over and I want the other one to be the talent. Mm. Both of them have my initials. Yeah. So, Cameron and Kylie Powell, they That's both are they dope. both are gonna be CPs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um and so I wanted a son, but I feel like a son would have been too on the nose. Of course they didn't want him to be a comic and it about but it's like for these he daughters never measured up. Exactly. But, but these daughters are gonna be dope because one of them is gonna do comedy and mm -hmm. do some kind of comedic acting and the other one is gonna be some kind of high power executive that I hopefully would want to be in my company mm. um to take my shit to the next level. Um, yeah, man, you know, but raising kids out here is tricky because this is a grown-up town. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, a lot of drinks and a lot of, you know, social lightness everywhere, yep. you know, and it's just, you go to Disneyland, all you see is a bunch of hungover moms and pissed off dads. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, <laughs> stop screaming everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I want to, you know, I want them to be kids as long as they can be. Absolutely. But, you know, it's Hollywood, man. They seeing it. They talk about they want a podcast. Mm -hmm. They want to come out to the studio. You know, I'm, I'm a feeling them tonight doing something. But you got to think this, not even just them being out here, the age of technology that we have now is a different world. Yeah. If we could have done this at five and seven years old, we would have. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't available. So I remember my mom taking pictures of me with one of those twist-up cameras at my high school graduation. This is 04. Damn. Now we got camera phones. Yeah. We can record video on our phone, laptops that are readily available even in the poorest of households that is so different from a technological standpoint that they're bound to grow up anyway because the content that's on a YouTube or Facebook or anywhere. Netflix. I yep. wish I did have a Netflix when I was Man, a kid. What? Remember? Remember when Mash came on and I was all that it was on TV Bro. or or, or here's a story. Of, no, 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 not that, not that. That was Brady. It was Bunch. all reruns though. But remember the um uh uh um man uh. Move to the country. I'm a country girl. I'm a city guy. Remember, it was like, fuck. Beverly Hillbillies? Beverly Hillbillies, mm -hmm. duh. And I'm talking about, like, all you had to watch was that on yeah. TV. Um, all right, so quick question. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to fire some lightning rounds at Go you. Go ahead. Give it to me. Okay. Uh, outside of being married, so let's take you back to, let's say, 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, 
light or dark? Light or dark? Like light skin, dark skin. You oh, would, here's metal the thing, yellows. Man. I know the answer. But I just want to, you know, <laughs> over here with the. I've always had an affinity for. It hasn't even just been the the skin color of a woman. There's a type of energy. I've dated women who look all dramatically different from each other, mm-hmm. but they all have the exact same energy. That's how I'm able to know when a woman likes me because I know the energy of every woman who's ever been attracted to me. That's deep. And that energy comes with a very nurturing energy. It's a very, uh, they look at me with the eyes of, oh my God, like I've met a match. They respect you. It's the respect. And I've sensed that with every girl I've ever dated. But if we're talking straight skin, I love yellow women and dark women. I don't really like the in-betweens. What's in-between? The in-between is like. The caramel? Yeah, caramel, I feel like you got to make a choice. I need you to at least lighten up or darken Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. I mean, like, it's, it sounds pretty caramel, but I need, to, I need you to be darker than me or lighter than me. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked lighter because I just need some kind of contrast so that when we have sex, I need to know where you start and I start. <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why like, I got hold you. That's my shit. Okay. Um, my dad, here's the funny thing with my mom and my dad. My dad was, like, a little lighter than me. My mom is a little, she's my complexion. And my mom loved light-skinned guys, still to this day. And my dad loves light-skinned women. So it was interesting that they got together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, man, I got to just like What's what I like. What's crazy is my mom and dad is both my complexion. Wow. And they're like, yeah, that's what the fuck we like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my dad remarried. Like. His new wife is, is, is our complexion. And mm. you know what I'm saying? My mom, all her boyfriends, she had a couple of light-skinned niggas. I remember she had this one light-skinned nigga. I, man, if I, if I ever see this nigga, <laughs> I got it. No, not like that. <laughs> But if, if I ever see this nigga, I owe him a couple of dollars, man. Wow, how about uh, that? This nigga, because we had a finished basement, mm-hmm. and that was my area. You mm. know, you a teenager, the basement's your area. My that mom had a big-ass room. Right. Yeah. I get to my area, and I guess her and him had been chilling down there. Mm. I don't know how far the chilling went. Mm. I don't want to imagine. You don't want to imagine. All that. I want to know is, all I know is that the nigga wallet was left in the couch. What? $250 in this nigga's wallet. Really? Robbed him. <laughs> you understand? Robbed him. You understand me? <laughs> And I feel bad. I'm like, fuck. But then they asked me about it. And I blamed it on some of my friends. I was over there like, wow. Hey, my, uh, you know, my, my homeboy brought this bitch over here. And, you know, <laughs> she be stealing probably, I guess. She be stealing probably, nigga, I, I guess. I mean, it was like. Uh, <laughs> robbed him. Oh, nigga, robbed him. You know what I'm saying? Because I always was like, man, I'm more partial to my dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you feel course. me? Like, that should be your boyfriend. Yeah. Not these niggas. But then it's like, well, my dad got married. So then it's like, all right, well, you can't be single. All right, well, yep. not, but now these niggas is whack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but then you get older, you're like, man, I just want my mind to be happy. I just want, want her to be, be happy, man. And so now it's like, man, that nigga, that probably didn't work out because he knew I stole it because I looked the nigga right in his eye. I was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> Rob, you want to keep dating Kim, nigga? <laughs> you going to drop it. Figure this shit the fuck out. <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> oh, nigga, Kim, <laughs> Kim Powell, nigga, please. <laughs> uh, so. You know, I feel bad about that, but um, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I do, man. My mom probably listens to. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, she's yeah. like, I knew it was I you. Knew well, it. Mama, we got money now. God damn it! So <laughs> we could give it back to him. You know, you yeah, find him. I got interest for him. Two two eighty. You know, what I'm saying for his troubles. Oh. But um, all right. So uh, cats or dogs? Oh, I'm definitely dogs. Cats are, here's the thing, man. I don't know if you're a cat person. You seem like a dog, dude. I'm a definitely a dog, but dude. But the cats are, you can't trust a cat because you don't know how, when they're going to snap on you because they're going to snap. And you don't know how they're going to do it. But dogs are so loyal. They do what you're doing. Yeah. If you're watching TV, God damn it, that dog is watching yeah, TV. Yeah, but see, my thing is, okay, I'm a dog person because I feel like dogs is a little bit more, like, they're, they're sturdier and... You know, they're just, 
they need you. Yeah. And so there's like a relationship, a relationship. A cat move in and like this is, you know, like like they your roommate, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> I never thought about a cat snapping on me because I always looked at a cat like, nigga, I will punch your fucking head in. Good luck with that. You know, what you mean good luck with that? Let me tell you something. A cat is smart enough to know when to attack you. And that's always when you sleep. Always. A dog won't hurt you unless you don't feed it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Cats are attacking niggas in their sleep? Cats, yes. Have you ever watched cat videos where a cat will literally, you be like, oh, look at the cat, and they smack you or they scratch you right, or they but bite that's, you? but that's the point and where you become a professional punter oh, and man. you take a cat. I'm going to tell you something. We had a cat in the in the, in the, in the frat house, right? Peter, these are not the views and opinions of Chris Powell or his radio show. First of all, fuck Peter. <laughs> okay. But not like that, though. <laughs> but it's like, uh, y'all better stop because, God damn it, if you better have vegan seats in your car, <laughs> and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, there's no way, you know, it's like, dog. I don't, let me tell you my thing about Peter. Give it to me. Why the fuck would you donate your life to animals that don't give a fuck about they you? They don't give a fuck about you. Like, my thing is like, dog, it's like, oh, yeah, we have an oil spill, and we got to get out here and scrub these ducks. <laughs> okay. Let's scrub the ducks. Right? Okay. So, so now we got the fucking dial dove soap. We out here scrubbing ducks. Yep. Soon as you scrub it, in my mind, mm -hmm. I want those ducks to look at me like, nigga, you're God now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, follow me around, do what I say. Yep. I have scrubbed the ducks. Yep. These ducks walk right off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you, but thank you for the scrub, bitch. No, thank you. Know what you. I'm saying? My thing is this is like, you better be rich as fuck with a mansion and all your ends meeting, all your bills paid mm -hmm. to be out here talking about the turtles got straws in they nose. <laughs> it's like what I want to do because I hate paper straws. Yeah. I want to go to a fucking turtle farm and take some straws hmm. and I want to hold their face in the straws and be like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, give me the next turtle. Oh, just so you can do it again. Just so, no, it's so talking no. And then this is what this is is scare straight for straws. Mm. This is scare straw straight. Scare, scare you, you straw welcome straight. to my scare straw straight class. I heard y'all been sniffing straws. <laughs> Cause it's like fans. You mean to tell me that it's like oh we need to maybe this would be like a straw shredder. Mm. You feel me? Mm. Like you you get done with your straw, shred that bitch up. Mm. But it's like. That's not the solution to come out with this goddamn straw that's made out of the middle of the damn paper towel roll. <laughs> I actually enjoy paper straws. Why? Wow, I've never met a person who enjoys paper I straws. I love them. They're so different from plastic straws. Man. And they're Clayton. thick. And it's like, man, this oh, is really going to scoop it up. Plus, God. I don't know how he slow. He said this really going to scoop it up. <laughs> I don't know how slow you be drinking your drink to where the paper straw dissipates in your oh, drink. Oh, so you an old power <laughs> quick drinker, huh? You, <laughs> this nigga claims, give me my drink. <laughs> so you do, so the way you be like, oh, we should like another refill start? Goddamn. Yeah. Nigga, no, I like Facts. to sip my shit. My straw be limp. Oh, you a sipper? Yeah, I'm a nah, sipper, nigga. I'm not a sipper, brother. I get straight to it. Man, okay, all right. So uh, my next question is paper straws and plastic <laughs> straws. We got that out the fucking way. Um... Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers? Oh, fam. Oh, you a real son of a bitch for asking me that. Oh, brother. Okay. Both of them groups. Both of them do martial arts. Oh. Both of them didn't ask to be this. Facts. Here's the thing. First of all, let me tell you that I watched Ninja Turtles over and over as a kid before did, the Power too. Rangers came out, and yeah. I loved them. I watched yeah. all the movies. I love their personalities. Incredible. I even, watched, I even watched Ninja Turtles 3, which I felt like, who the fuck wrote this exactly. and why? Exactly. But let me tell you something. You can't tell me that you didn't develop a taste for pepperoni pizza after watching Ninja Turtles. However, oh, nigga. 
Power Rangers spoke to my soul and they taught me things that these kids nowadays don't get a chance to be taught like teamwork and uh, forgiving people and not bullying and all of that stuff that you learn as trades as, as an adult. So I got to pick Power Rangers because I, no matter how much I love Ninja Turtles, I could never be one. Let me tell you, let me tell you this. First I could be all, a Power Ranger, goddammit. I had so much love for Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. But see, as I got older, I felt like, and let me know if you agree, I felt like Power Rangers uh-huh. was episodic. Yeah. And so, like, it'd be like, next time, find out who the White Ranger is. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, rushing home from school yeah. because I couldn't miss that. Couldn't miss it. Similar to Dragon Ball, right? Yeah. Where it's like everything is continuous. It keeps going. Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtles be like next week. You be like, I thought Strider was dead. You know what I'm saying? This nigga right back. Like, hey, where, where you get right all these goddamn back. foot soldiers from? He ain't got no time to recruit. No. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I felt like as a kid, it served its purpose. But Power Rangers, I give you that. I yeah, give you that. Power Rangers, um, the dopest man. I think about me getting beat up in front of my mom, watching Power Rangers, and them saying, "Hey guys, don't fight. You can come to a solution." The after the episode type mm-hmm. shit. Amazing. After we, we didn't watch them whoop somebody's ass. Facts. Like, Don't be like us. Like, shut up, <laughs> Billy. I'm fucking somebody up tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but, um, all right. All right I'm all friends right. with Walter Jones. The, uh, I'm friends with a lot of the Power Rangers. Bro, you know what's crazy? Walter Jones is the godfather yeah. to my nanny. Get out of here. That is her godfather. Really? So she is also his kid's nanny, too. What? Yeah. Bro, I wish you yeah. were at my birthday party. He was there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I dope. love that I guy. met him one time. Me and my boy Jay was at uh, Jay Alexander. Y'all know Jay. You know, we, he was at a uh, we was at a show. And uh, Jay was like, yo, yo. And so, you know, I'm looking like, nigga, I don't give a. I mean, like, nigga, listen, bro. You know, it was a lot of shit I wanted him to do. I needed mm-hmm. him. I, I wanted him to fuck the Yellow Ranger. I felt like he was dropping the ball there. <laughs> and um, I just, you know, I was like, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, man, I'm from Detroit. I'm like, well, say that first. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about goddamn Rangers. Nigga, yeah. you, you, you finna deep. Um, we can but, shoot a schedule if you want. That'd be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope as fuck, actually. Keep going um, with the question. Okay, so the last one, last one. Um, Stacey Dash or Halle Berry? Prime. In a prime? In a prime. Oh. Not Republican uh, Stacey and not uh, uh, eight niggas later Halle. I'm talking about mm. prime time. Here's the thing. Everybody fell in love with Halle Berry because of Boomerang. That's a fact. She got better with time. However, she was so, ooh. However, you Man. always wanted Stacy Dash until she said the shit that turned black people off. Right, but fuck all that. That was you know I you know because I feel like at that age, man, can't anybody hold it together that That's long? A fact. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Holly Robinson Pete fell off. You ooh, know what I'm saying? Right, she was right she was for you, love. man. That was she opinion. was she was my Friday night Hang guilty pleasure. Really? Man, I used to love Holly Robinson, man, flat out. But okay, so I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah, for me. Wait, I, I I'm gotta going give with Holly. Okay, I'm going with Stacy. I was at first going with Stacy, so I got to give it to Holly. I'm I'll going with Stacy, but I would tell you this: I fell in love with her on Boomerang, mm-hmm. but I could not help but feel like um, Robin Givens was way like she was. She always looked funny to me. Yeah, it was always like a little bite to her. Yeah, but I felt like too skinny. She was just so like rawr in uh, mm. Boomerang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like the mind, that was the first woman I ever saw was like, man, she just want to fuck this nigga. She didn't even mm-hmm. care about, At you all. know, because in media back then, it was like, like you know, women was Halle Berry. Like, mm-hmm. you we, we, love should have brought you home last mm-hmm. night. And I was so fascinated by the fact that it was women like Robin Givens out in the world. Like, what? She didn't even care? Yeah, she didn't care. She was like, she she just came. And so it, even Marcus was feeling like, what the fuck, wrong? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
So, um, okay, I give you that. I give you that. So for Holly, though, for me, I fell in love with Holly and Boomerang. Yes, but where I was really like, yo, I think I really want Holly Berry was when she was an X Men one. Because for me, I was like, oh, shit, she done crossed over to the mainstream like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And she was so, I've always been attracted to women that everybody, like every race can be come together and be like, yeah. we like her. Yep. You know I, what I mean? I, yeah, I give you that. Like now, that's, go ahead. I'm going to tell you a movie um, that I fell in love with her on, but I don't remember. I, I think it might be called Strictly Business. Mm-hmm. Was that it? I think she wasn't strictly business. It was uh, it was it was it was Tommy Davidson. Yep. It was uh, the guy who he was being soap operas. His name was Wayman Tinsdale on this movie, mm. and it was actually Wayman Tinsdale, which was crazy. He was like, nigga, how did how dare somebody <laughs> name <laughs> a movie? Dare <laughs> Why would your name be that? But uh, and then Halle Berry was like was like the little party promoter who the club got shut down, mm. and Wayman ended up buying her a club. And but like Halle has played these movies where she's been very vulnerable and kind of damsel in distress, but trying her best to make a nigga want to step in and give more effort yeah. right so I feel like that was very important for black women at that time mm-hmm. you know her what, what she was doing a boomerang how she left that nigga until he got his shit together and yep. he had to come back and I, I really respected that made um, him get his shit together but I loved her as crackheads like oh ju- uh, what was that jungle fever jungle fever uh, remember yeah. when uh, so because I smoke weed and it, it ain't crack but I imagine myself <laughs> it ain't crack it ain't crack but I would imagine myself <laughs> You know, remember when uh, she was in the Taj Mahal? Remember mm. that? Welcome to the Taj Mahal, right? And um, I love when Samuel Jackson said that, first of all, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, he knew that it was fucked up. He knew that yep. Wesley didn't want to be there. And so he was like, welcome to the Taj Mahal. He was such an <laughs> asshole in that movie. Anyway, he had crack in his hand. The crack belonged to Halle Berry, but, you know, they were a crack couple. So, you know, you know how that go. The man got, got to got a, uh, light the stem up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's how I go when you're a crack couple. So he lighting the stem up, and Wesley come up and knock the shit out of his hand. Now, mind you, I like to imagine that Halle Berry had been sucking a couple of dicks for that Ooh, crack that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, because that's how she, you know, she was kind of, you know, a freak like that in that mm. movie. Like, I'll take your dick for some crack. Mm. So I imagine she had been getting to work that day. And so for him to smack it out of his hand, and it was her shit, she said, wait a minute now, that's my shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you box head, motherfucker. Man. Ooh. And so I appreciated the roast. Yep. And I appreciated the fact <laughs> that that was her <laughs> shit. And she didn't even get a hit. So I just, I just, I felt so bad for her. And then I remember her in Losing Isaiah. Yeah. Walking through that corner store singing, uh, 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 can't get away from me. Mm. The ghetto jam is about to slay. But she was on crack. And I just imagined it was like both those movies is like, man, how they making me want to rock. She was also firing Baps, which a lot of people don't talk about. Baps showed that she is, that's the black side of that white I'm going to tell you, Baps, her character in Baps was so cold yeah. and so ratchet. Tell me that, do you know Just Jazzy? Just Jazzy. Oh, Watch Jazzy? Watch Jazzy, yeah, I know her. And she played that little Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah. That to me is like Halle Berry. That Bass. is Halle like Berry. Like the whole look, cause she's like beautiful. Yeah. But then it's also like you know, um, like that ghetto ratchet. It's like that is like. And so what I liked about Halle's characters, what I like about Watch Jazzy shit that mm-hmm. she does, I really like that a lot. And I think that um, she could do like a Babs too. She could. She could dope. She could, we should write that and fucking put her in it. That'd be dope. You no, know, she fuck. would love it. That'd be dope. Yeah, she would. Who who would be the fat girl? Uh, you know the big girl. Uh. Damn, bro. Uh, it was literally on the tip of my tongue because I was watching a video earlier. I was like, oh, man, she's got a, a nice little momentum going. I can't think of her name, uh, but I know her face. But she would definitely be the alter She to got her. a tongue ring? I don't know. Is it like Tokyo or something like that? Tokyo Vanity? Is that her? 
Shout out to Tokyo Vanity. I, re- I like her stuff too. <laughs> Shout out to Tokyo. Let me ask you a question. Okay. So when it comes to well, first of all, did you ever meet Sam Jackson when you went to the premiere of Shaft? No. Um. I was. I was. You know. I ain't want to bother that man. You know. Saying Sam like he cuts you out real smooth. He seems cool as hell though. But I. But you know, Tim Story is my guy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm a big fan of Kenya Burris. I've met him a couple times. You can't so that's the intro. Show, right. But they were with their family. Got you. And so you know, I, I, you. I, I, I did talk to Tim Story. I told him like, man, listen. Like you did an amazing job yeah. on this movie. Um, the new Shaft movie is amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm be honest. With it's you, so funny. Bad Boys got some work to do. Yeah. Like that. It, I hope it, it's fire. It put me in that. And I was, nigga, it's gonna be. Nigga, it's Martin. My, my, one of my fucking heroes. I know it's one of your heroes. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And getting back to be Marcus Barnett. You know man. what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, so, but but what I'm saying is that, you know, Shaft, like they took you there. Yep. And I was like, man, this is like, what? Like, remember, uh, Shaft had, had all that glitter on his mouth? Cause he man, had that and they never acknowledged it. It, it was I so it. funny, man. Anyway, so I, I did see Tim, um, yeah. but I didn't, I, I did I saw Sam, but I didn't want to say nothing. I was, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't be starstruck, but, you know, I mean, nigga, Yara Shahidi was there. I was like, man, I'm starstruck from her. Like, I feel like she is going to be like president like of the United States. Be, be, yeah, that's a fact. But I feel like she could be this generation's better version of Jada Pinkett was for hours. Like Jada was cold. Jada was doing the action movies. She was doing action comedies. But I feel like, and I had this conversation with Tangerine. I feel like Yara is too woke to do the popcorn projects. Like I feel like I she agree. only wants to do the. But indie see stuff. what I but what what I like about it is that you know, as we hear Jada speak from Red Talk Table, which my wife loves and, yeah. and I watch as well, um, we begin to open the door for how. She was struggling with a lot of things at mm. that time, you know, so she wasn't woke enough back then. Right. But her, but you know, I tell you what, what I like about Yara and that's a great comp to put her mm-hmm. with Jada Pinkett because they has, um, what's the college show that she's on? Um, uh, Grownish. Grownish is to me, this generation, a different world. A different of world. course. And so what I see in that is she is that Jada character. Because you remember when Jada came, I felt like, um, like, uh, like, um, Jasmine Guy and, uh, Chris Summers and them, they kind of took an older yeah. approach, step back, and they let Jada really run that new class. Absolutely. And that was so dope how it was like a new show when Jada and it them did. got on there. You know, but at the same time, it had our old characters mm-hmm. on there as well, and they were growing up and getting older and obviously not college age anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it was a dope thing, but I think that, she reminds me of Jada in that portion yeah. of the show when it, when it when it became the Jada kind of show. Um, beautiful girl too. Oh man, she's she, she, she's gorgeous and she's only going to get more beautiful. She's going to be like she could be whatever she wants. Yeah. And, I, and, and so I like for my daughter to see people like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who you know is like you know um, beautiful on and off screen. Yeah. And I mean inside and outside. Fuck with that. Yeah. Um, or I mess with that. Shout out to Yara. Shout out to all of these beautiful women that we're talking about because I think. Black Hollywood is doing something. Is. I think Black Hollywood is getting a lot more um, independent and not needing oh, yeah. of what they got to offer. And so you're starting to see a lot of Black Hollywood speak out and not be afraid to lose checks because I'm making yeah. my own checks. You know what it is, man? And it goes uh, to reference the Tyler Perry speech at the BET Awards and to just own your content mm-hmm. is not hard at all anymore. Like yeah. right now, this is yours. Mm-hmm. You're not at a studio doing something where you have to clock in and clock out at a certain time. There's right. a show before or after you. You do it when you want, and you can move this wherever you want as well. Yeah. Owning your content is the most paramount situation to have for yourself, especially when you're talking about brand new 
checks. You're talking about brand new money. You're talking about your residual income. You're talking about your residual content. You can remove it and post it again somewhere, wherever you want. Exactly. And I think this generation has that over a previous generation. And just to go back, we mentioned this at the very beginning as far as about shooting. When it comes to the way that I shoot my content is so fast and efficient that when I go on other people's sets, I find myself getting annoyed because they're just wasting money yeah. doing yep. setups. Like I'm like, uh, a friend of mine was like, yo, we about to shoot this thing. It's going to be, um, we're going to shoot like, uh, so it's only like five pages. So I'm going to have you there from like noon and then, uh, it's going to be over at like 10. And I'm like, yo, bro, why the fuck are you having me there that long? Are they because they trying to change coverages and do all of this? Bro, shit I don't give that, a fuck they if they wanted to. everybody to get their own shot. It shouldn't take more <laughs> than yeah. two or three hours. Two or three hours fast. So we come shoot, on. We shoot quick and we have the shots. Yeah, like, you know. And I was remember and like, hella sketches. The last one we shot, it hit me in the middle of the night. Like we didn't get Reggie Dragon, uh, Ken. But we also didn't get Reggie Dragging. Uh, who did we kill last week or the last time we shot? We killed somebody. Uh, oh, oh, oh uh, overstand and welcome. So, uh, killed. Uh, we um, killed Virgil and we killed, killed Virgil. Her, but we did something after that where we killed somebody. We killed a lot of niggas. Yeah, I know this sounds crazy for the people who don't know what we're talking about, but we <laughs> it's this gag that we do where uh, Reggie kills somebody in a specific way. But for the past two times, I've only been having them be drug out because now the audience knows they know it. What's your favorite video of ours? Uh, it's oh like, man, it's so hard, bro. Here's we, the funny thing. I don't I don't count I don't count Reggie as a separate person. I count you and Reggie as That's two, what I mean, right, right. So yeah. it's like when I'm so my favorite from you, uh <laughs> it has to be the one where you and this literally happened, but it's a toss up between this one and the one I'm gonna mention next. It's a toss up between where CP is giving me the uh flashback of you take uh Dulo's girl. Mm -hmm. And you're explaining to me, you're like, yeah, man, that's my baby on the menus. Yeah. And he's like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. It is so hard to keep a straight face. It's that one. And then I'm going to give you. Damn, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. The one with me, you, and Haley, where I was like, yo, look at her. And you're like, yeah, you like her, don't you? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You're like, go get her. Yeah. Like, no. Nah. And you we take can call her. Call them giraffes. Yeah. That. So okay. it's a toss between those two. I'm glad those are your two because those aren't my two at yeah, all. But yeah. that one. Okay, so my favorite one was uh, the one where I made you sing the Pokemon song. Oh, that was the because I wanted to sing the Pokemon yeah, song. Yeah, that was the best. I like <laughs> it. Reggie was there. So it's that <laughs> one. Da, da, da. And then it was another one. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, um, overstanding welcome. Yeah, that was the first. That was my first long video form, super that long went form. over eight. Like that was fifteen minutes. That was mm -hmm. the first video that I dropped. That's fifteen minutes, and I was so nervous because the one before that. Oh, and it's also honorable mention every week, which that was my longest sketch at that time. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, week was a, yeah. a like fucking masterpiece. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Overstand Your Welcome was 15 minutes long, and it didn't feel like 15 minutes, just like this one that is uh, 15 minutes and 47 seconds. That It wasn't even on purpose, but yeah. it was so funny, yeah, and I was, couldn't cut certain things out. It was, it was literally no commercial TV. Yeah. Only, but, you, you know, of course, it's ads that are probably right, right, right. but it's like, I mean, it felt like television – um, it was, it was so many elements. It was the, you know, you know, me telling the story about you and Tangerine being in the room and me <laughs> yeah. listening. And it's like the stroke for stroke. stroke, of, stroke, stroke then it's stroke. the hiding behind the curtain, which was to this, to this day. It was so, makes me laugh my, wife, so my wife died. Really? That. Nigga, what? That's dope. Because he's like, you're moving your foot. And I'm like, 
Now you're not moving your foot. <laughs> now you're moving your foot. And it's like, and then him coming up, oh, my bad, y'all. I thought I was gone. <laughs> I thought I was gone. Um, it's but such then, a funny thing. But then there's, there's also the part about, you know, the, the choking Virgil out and looking at old girl and yeah. be like, you did Look, this. You did. And then you know it was it was it was killing them, and then it was um, you know it was just so many elements to that. Mm-hmm. It was just like we just keep taking the comedy up and yeah. up and up and up. And I feel like what we're doing right now is just building a catalog. Yeah, because which is the groundwork that I tell people all the time: if you want to make it, you got to make it, yeah. and then you have to keep making it. And then when they go back, like all the backlash I got from the interview I did with Comedy Hype, mm-hmm. people said, "Who the fuck are you?" Then they started watching my shit. Then it was like, "Oh." Yeah. Oh, we get it now. You funny, fam. And right. then it became that. It's like, so if you build it, they will come. Nobody they said come. they go come as soon as you build it. No, that's a good point. It's like, it's built. Where they at? No, like you keep, if they're not here yet, keep building. Yeah. It can always get bigger. You build this house, it's nice. Build another floor. Mm-hmm. Build another floor until when they come, you have room for them all. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? That's how it goes. So, um, yeah, that's my two. And if I had to narrow it down to one, man, I think, um, Man, yeah, I, it's it's hard. I want to be the best. Yeah, because uh, like, it, it was like he loved it too. But the fact that you asked him to sing it, yeah. and then for him to get enthusiastic and hit, yeah. whatever. So it was, um, it's like those kind of things for me, like the thing that I enjoy doing on the page is spacing things out and making people miss and want them more. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I'll read the comments and they'll always ask, I want more of this. I want more of that. We need to see this. We need to see that. And I'm like, I know what you need. Yeah. And if I gave it to you every day, yep. it would not succeed. You'd be a fat motherfucker that never laughed yeah. at shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, we know what the fuck we doing. Yeah. And anyway, it's... man. Oh, my God. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, because I'm, I'm about to oh. say in closing. So, like, oh, that's so funny. It's like, dog, this is such a dope conversation. I literally talk to you all night, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, we yeah. have a time constraint. But, man, bro, like, uh, amazing, amazing. Tell the people where they can find you at. Well, definitely find me on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Just type in Team Clayton Thomas, and you will be able to find me. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listening to this who already knows who I am and the people who are listening that say, hey, I might like this guy. I appreciate it. I feel like we're going to have a lot of listeners on this one particularly because people know us as working together so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they could be like, oh, man, what? And, you know, so, and then I want to, uh, following this, we're going to, um, maybe like in a week or so, do a uh, do, do like a live questionnaire thing where we, we go live on the YouTube one of these days. They've been asking yeah. for somebody to go live. I'm like, yeah. and y'all should. I'm like, I don't know how we that would even that. work. We're gonna do that, bro. Because I mean, we dope. just got too many fans out here, yeah. man. So, yeah, man, it's been another episode of uh, the Thaw Wild Pow Wild podcast. As always, don't shoot the messenger. Let me live, baby. I'm gonna holler at y'all. <laughs> Peace.